you know, and it makes me want to be better. And um, we've even shifted how we do our, we used to gather formal client satisfaction from our clients as part of our review process. But we've added, if you get, if you're getting peer kudos, kudos from the client, all of that counts. Hey, it's David. And you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. Hey, everybody. We have got a great guest today for you. Very excited to welcome to the show, Carrie Wekalo. She's the Chief Operating Officer at Actualize Consulting, which is a financial services firm. And it's been a very lauded company. You've got top company culture by Entrepreneur Magazine, a top workplace by the Washington Post, and great place to work, a certified great place to work. And the reason behind all of that, or at least one of the major contributing reasons, are some of the concepts that you're going to get today. Carrie's written Culture Infusion, Nine Principles for Creating and Maintaining a Thriving Organizational Culture. And then her latest book is one that I really wanted to dive in with you today called Gratitude Infusion. And so there's some of the impetus behind those awards that uh, Actualize Consulting has won. You've, you may have seen Carrie featured on ABC, NBC, NPR, the New York Times, Thrive Global, Sherm, and, and even in Forbes. So I am so excited to welcome you, Carrie. Welcome to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So, Carrie, we uh, have a tradition on the show of asking every guest, and I want to ask you, what is your earliest memory of yourself as a leader? My earliest memory is was on my eighth grade basketball team, and what had happened for me is that I grew really fast, so I was tall. And then I was short because <laughs> I stopped growing. Um, but that eighth grade basketball team, we ended up winning the championship. And I just was my scrappy little self, continued to be a forward, even though I was shorter than everybody else, continuously lifted up my team. But I was just being my authentic self. And I remember when the award ceremony was happening and my coach was giving somebody the leadership award for the team and he was talking about this person and I didn't even realize it was me and that has stuck with me that I need to remember you know all the positive things that I do to lift people up to motivate and to work my hardest people do see that so that's my first memory Wow. So the memory is really, you were leading, but didn't recognize that you were until somebody pointed it out. Right. And then when he said my name, I was, I was baffled. It's like, really me? <laughs> so it, it really put things in perspective. And I really always go back to gratitude for him and recognizing that in me at a young age. Oh, that's fantastic. So, I mean, you bring up gratitude right off the bat, and obviously gratitude is core to your leadership. It's core to your success and who you are. And, and so you've written this book called The Gratitude Infusion. And I'm curious what prompted your thoughts, your, I mean, gratitude's a big subject, right? And in today's world, maybe not the first thing we're all thinking of, but I think it's a critical leadership characteristic. But what prompted your work around gratitude? So I had written the book Culture Infusion and I had these nine principles from 
intentional leadership, to communicating effectively, to prioritizing your personal wellness. But I never mentioned gratitude in the book, even though we practiced it at Actualize. So I was going to update Culture Infusion, and then I realized, wow, I have enough content to write an entire book on gratitude, and I believed it was that important. And I was really inspired with the team building and leadership sessions that I do. I had been bringing in different gratitude exercises, and I was just witnessing how gratitude was shifting the teams, shifting the energy in the room. And that pure visualization and really feeling how it was impacting gave me the inspiration to, to write the book. Okay, so I have to ask, because somebody is sitting here listening to the show going, okay, wait a minute, financial services consulting <laughs> organization doing gratitude exercises? How does that work? Right. Um, I think that's why I, I actually get work is because we are a financial services company. Um, and it's interesting because we are so analytical as a firm and 10 years ago, the partners agreed for us to shift our focus towards our people and really trusted in that as a strategy uh, that was really going to take us to the next level. And they believe it. Our people believe it. So it makes it a lot easier to go out to our clients when we're actually practicing what we're wanting to offer to our clients. And that gives me a lot of credibility because I can always go back to this is what we're doing at Actualize. This is what we're doing as a team. And our clients are like, okay, we'll, we'll give it a, give it a try too. So it's actually a differentiator for you and, and something that maybe if they're not as familiar with it, once they experience it, they're like, oh, wow. Yes. And yes. And I'm very keen on experiencing and feeling out how different principles can help you create a better culture, create a better organization for well, you personally to be a better person. Well, let's talk about that then. So what, what does that look like for, you know, uh, and, and you don't maybe need to take a certain entire workshop, but what would be some examples of how to approach, how do you do that at Actualize in ways that when you describe it or, or you're able to take it to others and they say, oh, that might be, I need that. Sure. I'll give you one easy one that is going to happen. I bet you every week you're going to have a challenge that you have to come upon. So the way that we handle challenges, and this is, I teach this when I'm going into organizations as well, and then we practice it internally. So one of the principles in, in culture infusion is handling challenges immediately, openly, and directly. And so what we would do is let's say we're in a you know, group of people, we would split up into partners and you would walk through what is a challenge that you're facing right now. And I use this technique of you take a pause and what are you grateful for in the moment just to ground yourself because when you are challenged, it's very important to take a, just take a pause. And then the next thing, so it's a the 3P method of pausing to pivot to a positive. So you pause, take a moment of gratitude, and then you're pivoting. You're like, okay, how can I either resolve this challenge in a positive way or what's the lesson that I've learned? And 
the groups of two people are doing that together. So they're, we're starting to sh share on how can we take the situation and not spend so much time in the negative spin of what's going on and spending most of the time and how do we positively move forward. Mm -hmm. And there's a, like a aha light bulb moment when people realize, oh, maybe I am spending too much time talking about the issue. Okay, you're making me think of some things I've spent too much time on. And for listeners of the show, <laughs> there's, a, there's a question in there that should sound very familiar. And I love the application here. Uh, so in the, the center of your 3P process, you ask a how can I question which is those one of my favorite questions because as soon as we start asking how can I or how can we, it immediately turns our brain to searching for solutions instead of focusing on the problems. And so walk us through those three P's again. Right, so you, you take a pause. I like to personally think about something that I'm grateful for, take a few breaths, ground, just notice what's you know going on and just identify what is, what am I facing right now? And then you're pivoting to your point, asking how can I move forward in a positive light? Many times I get asked, well, what if there isn't a positive resolution? My response is, okay, what lesson did you learn from that challenge that you just faced? Mm -hmm. And then you move forward. And what I've found is there's a cumulative impact if you're, you constantly go to that. And I'll give you a quick example. Recently, I was, got rear-ended and I was late for, I was on my way to a meeting and this was pre-COVID. I was on my way to a meeting and I was gonna, I knew I was gonna miss it. It was really close to my house, but I really just took time to pause, be grateful that I wasn't hurt and then just kind of moved forward. And the lady who hit me was, you know, freaking out and I just remained so super calm. And I was just proud of myself. I was like, wow, you know, the last time I got hit, I think I called five people just to complain. I didn't call anybody. I just was like, okay, well, we're just going to get through this, right? So it's, it takes practice, but it, it is, it's a way easier way to live. And you save so much time not spending or spending too much time in the challenge piece. Yeah, absolutely. So you said, pause, ask, what am I grateful for, even in the middle of this, uh, which can be hard, but even having, I'm just thinking about a day that I had the other day where I was not grateful for that particular day. But now I'm thinking <laughs> back, if I had paused in the middle of it and said, what am I grateful for? Even if I was grudging about it, I was still grateful for the fact that I had work, that I had, I mean, there are so many things I could be grateful for, even if I'm grudging about them. And then the pivot how can I either move forward in this productively now or learn something from it? In which case I'm still moving forward because I've learned. And then what's the third P? So pause to pivot to a positive and it could be, so pause, pivot, positive. Those are your, and possibility is the fourth, honestly. <laughs> so it's a possibility moving forward. All right. Love it. Pause, pivot, positive possibility. Some straightforward ways right now, something very practical you can do to approach your life, your work, and everything that you're doing with more gratitude. So, Carrie, what is, when you talk about gratitude, let's just take a step back here. Um, 
What does gratitude mean ultimately for you? Gratitude to me, that's a very loaded question. (laughs) But I would say what really resonates on gratitude is that I'm looking outside of myself. I'm taking the focus away from me and being grateful externally. But then on the flip side, what I've really learned and exploring gratitude is that we have to be grateful for ourselves as well. So it's both. It's being externally grateful for those around us that are impacting us every day. And then also just taking time to say, hey, you know what? You showed up today. You did your best. And sometimes, you know, especially as being that type A pushing through personality, I can be really tough on myself. And I found that gratitude helps to soften how I am with myself personally as well. Mm, That's so important. I don't know what we call that. Is it like the, I know we've got the golden rule, the platinum rule. We've got treat others the way they want to be treated. That's the golden rule. Or the way you want to be treated. That's the golden rule. Then we've got the platinum rule, which is treat others the way they want to be treated. But this is like the inverse golden rule. I don't know what we're going to call it. Like it's the titanium rule, which is to treat yourself as well as you might treat others. Exactly. Wow, what a important concept. And you're absolutely right. I know that that is the case for many leaders that, that we are harder on ourselves in ways and, and we treat ourselves differently. We would never do some of the things to other people that we'll do to ourselves. And I'm guilty of it every day. <laughs> so. Yeah, boy, we may both have some work to do after this. Right? Show, right? <laughs> We'll have another session. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about, you were, uh, you touched on something that made me think about chapter 10 in your book, which is gratitude in uncertain times. And we're recording this in the middle of a pandemic. And you mentioned pre-COVID, which like that's part of our vocabulary now, right? Is It is. In the before, that's our son calls it, in the before. <laughs> oh, I love that, in the before. <laughs> like it's a science fiction movie or something. Like, in the before. So we are no longer in the before. We are now in the during. We're in the in the middle of this pandemic. And we know that they're working on treatments and vaccines and all of that. We don't know when or how or if or any of the future, what that looks like. What we do know is that this is reality and the reality is uncertain because we don't know how these things are going to play out. And we, this is having all kinds of impacts on people's leadership in all kinds of different ways. Some of our, you know, and we're out there working with clients all the time. Some of them are experiencing severe financial duress and having to furlough and lay people off. Others are overwhelmed with work because of the nature of their work and having to, to figure out how to manage that all. And then you've got uh, another set of that could encompass both of those who are dealing with remote work and, and everybody now no longer seeing their people face-to-face for a very long time. And some organizations have even made that a permanent or temporarily permanent condition. There is so much uncertainty. What or how can gratitude help us in uncertain times like this? That's a great, great question. And I was thankful that I had, was able to include the uncertain times in the book. Um, I was able to, to, to squeeze that in. And I'd say that my gratitude practice has enhanced with the pandemic because it is the one thing that I can always go back to that makes me feel better. And 
at at Actualize, we've really been focused on making sure that we are connecting with our team. At first, we were doing weekly virtual events. Now we've gone to monthly. And I was surprised at how much more we've come together as, as a team with, um, you know, kind of that focus around gratitude. Um, and the one thing that I have to say, a quick story on how we use gratitude, our annual retreat was canceled where we bring all of our offices together and everybody was super disappointed. So I was trying to come up with ideas of how, you know, I could make sure everybody felt that sense of, you know, connection and bonding that we have on, on those uh, retreats that we have each year. And I had been gathering gratitude and was going to do it publicly at the retreat. And then I decided, you know what, I'm going to personally say why I'm grateful either in a video or audio clip for each person at Actualize. And I'm going to then incorporate um, that and, you know, for each person. So that was a great idea, right? But it, it was a lot of work. But what I found is every time I was not feeling good, I was out of sorts, maybe I was in a bad mood. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do one of those grat gratitude clips. I'm going to say why I'm grateful for somebody. And it just really helped keep me uplifted and positive. And then now we have all of those on our website. So recruits, clients can see that as part of our culture. Oh, wow. Also, it gives them uh, some, uh, something to live up to, too, to think if they want to be a part of that culture. Exactly. And that was just on a whim. Um, and me wanting to make sure that everybody knew how much we cared about them. All right. You're looking for another practical takeaway from today's show. Uh, there it is. Record a quick video or, or if you can't do video, do an audio record, do something to record. Why are you grateful for each person who's a part of your team and communicate that? And, uh, you know, I, I often have enjoyed leading team meetings where don't do this every meeting, but uh, once a quarter or every six months or so to do a start a meeting by having people express why they are grateful for one another. And one thing that they're grateful for about each person in the room and, you know, 10 or 15 or 30 minutes spent doing that is such a powerful refocus around who we are and what we're all bringing to the work we're doing. And uh, just so many positive aspects of gratitude here. So Carrie, I'm thinking about a question I was asked about gratitude, um, which I have my own answer for, and I'm curious what, what yours would be. How can, at the individual level, how can an, an affect of gratitude, an attitude of approaching life and work with gratitude, how can that help us individually uh, with our career? Does it help us? I mean, you've obviously made the case that it helps organizationally and culturally, but at the individual level, what are some of the benefits of kind of being disciplined about practicing gratitude uh, on a daily basis? That is a great question. You know, when you are focused on gratitude, it improves your relationships. It, it actually boosts your self-esteem because when you are giving back to others, it's just that automatic sense of, oh, wow, I did something good today. It can make you less self-focused and more outward focused on other people. And it gives you a way that 
if there is something that's not going 100% in your day, if you make it a, you know, that practice of gratitude throughout the day, it just, it makes things flow a lot easier. And, you know, I was working with one of my coaches recently and she had just read my book and she was like, Carrie, you know, I was struggling with um, a challenge and she was like, you know, Carrie, when you're on your walk, just instead of thinking about that challenge, just rattle off reasons that you're grateful. So she kind of gave me back my own advice, but it's, you know, you have to remember to do it every day. And I think it's throughout the day. It's not just, oh, I'm going to write what I'm grateful for once a day. It's just making it a, a practice. You know, that ability to reframe, to turn things and all the positive uh, aspects that, that we get individually. In preparing for this conversation and as you've been talking, one of the things that I've been thinking about is I, I have been a big believer in approaching every member of your team with gratitude. And, and But coming from a specific place, and I want to run this by you and see what you think, is my belief is that every person on our team, I mean, and not on our team too, your boss, the same thing applies to all of us. Everybody is a volunteer. And what I mean by that is there's only a couple things in life we have to do. We have to breathe. You can only hold your breath for a minute or so. Your body will force you to breathe. You have to eliminate waste. You can only hold it so long. And then we, ha we all die at some point, right? Those are the things we have to do. Everything else is a choice. And so the amount of effort your team member contributes today, the, whether or not your boss chooses to invest in you or um, give you that project or extend some more responsibility or um, teach you how to be better at whatever you're doing, any of those things that anybody does for you are a gift. There's something they chose to do that they didn't have to do. They had a choice. And that choice, that gift is something I can be grateful for. For me, when I approach my team with that understanding that whatever they just did is a gift, they did it on time, they did it accurately, that was a gift. They did that extra problem solving, that, that was a gift. Like that transforms my leadership. I can't be the same leader. I can't approach them the same way. That gratitude changes things. And so I'm curious your perspective on on thinking about leadership and about your teams and, and things in that particular regard. I love the concept of a gift that your team is giving you each, each day. I've really not thought about it like that. I'm going to for sure incorporate that in my gratitude. What we do is similar as the gift. We're really um, focused on giving peer feedback, recognizing our team members publicly when they do something above and beyond. And what I see is that when, like just this week, I've gotten like 10 emails because we put those either from our clients, our peers, we put those in our monthly newsletter. And it's amazing how many we get on a weekly basis on how much our team is going above and beyond. And I think because we are recognizing each time they are, it makes them want to be even better, it, you know, and it makes me want to be better. And um, we've even shifted how we do our, we used to gather 
formal client satisfaction from our clients as part of our review process, but we've added, if you get, if you're getting peer kudos, kudos from the client, all of that counts towards, you know, your review because that's even better if it's unsolicited. And this six months, we barely had to even reach out to any clients because most people on our team had already been recognized, wow. which I find fabulous. That speaks highly to the culture that you have built. And again, so many practical takeaways that, that you can apply here if you're listening. You know, one of the things that you just said that I think we need to capitalize on is feeling gratitude is one thing. And that's good. It is very healthy and life-changing to approach our teams, our people, our work, and even being rear-ended and finding the gratitude in those moments. It is another thing to express that gratitude. And, that, you know, all the different ways that you were just talking about that reminded me of, um, in my career, when I was building, when I went out on my own and was building my business, I had developed a habit earlier in life of whenever anybody would teach me something or give me, help me to level up in any way. Like sometimes they would challenge me and reveal a problem. Sometimes they'd give me a good book. Sometimes they would, you know, just personally coach or mentor me. But anytime that somebody would do that to say thank you in a really meaningful type of way that made them feel seen. So, you know, somebody who had a, a dog that was special in their life to, you know, get a dog toy or something that was, you know, a, a, you know, a, a thank you that said, here, I see you and I really appreciate what you've done. And one guy, it was a Belgian beer that he particularly liked. You know, it's not expensive. It's $10, but he went and bragged about how I said thank you to other people who were then more likely to want to help me. And so the power of expressing our gratitude and the impact it has on other people, I think is, is important. I don't know if you've done any work around the difference between feeling and expressing, but it strikes me that what you just said, you've built a whole culture of expressing it, not just feeling it. Yes, absolutely. It's definitely, definitely both. And going back to the videos and audio clips that I did, my team ended up giving, they did two videos for me. So it's the same thing. Like I wasn't, I was so focused on giving the gratitude that I wasn't expecting anything in return, just like you weren't expecting anything in return for giving a gift, but people feel it. They recognize it. And we all want to be a part of that, those good feelings and part of community, um, especially um, in these days, I think it's even more important. And that's why, it was actually good timing that the gratitude infusion came out now because these are strategies that you can use that don't cost any, there are no added cost. All of this is free of charge. It's just your, your time and your energy. I can imagine, um, Carrie, that there are some folks who through life circumstances or personality are, listening to this with a cynical perspective um, going, come on guys, this is a little bit pie in the sky, a little bit idealistic. Like <laughs> let's be real here. And, and I have compassion for them because I have my days where I am like that. I, I get that. And I get, if you're listening and you're feeling that way, I get where you're coming from. But even in the hard times, even in the hard stuff, um, or where somebody gives us something that is icky or we don't like or something like that. There are ways that if we can approach it this way and find our way through it, that 
we'll be better off. And I'm wondering um, if you have any examples that come to mind. I mean, I know you shared the one about being rear-ended, but I'm wondering if, if there are any more personal examples or work-related examples that um, have happened for you where, you know, for the cynics in the room, they say, come on, can this really work? And, and you're talking, you know, like, it's great if everything's peachy and you've got that kind of culture, but what about really tough situations? Right. Well, two things. The first thing that popped into my mind was the research that Brene Brown has done on gratitude. And what she found is that the number one thing that helped people move forward in really horrific situations, such as losing a child or a loved one, their house burning down, losing a high profile job, was that the people that were focused on gratitude first and foremost are the ones that moved forward in a more positive light. So that's number one. That's more the research aspect of it. The, the biggest one for me, and I do talk about it in the book, was I had somebody who had worked with me for 13 years leave the organization, only gave two weeks notice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought of this person as not only a coworker, but also a friend. Um, so I was feeling very out of sorts. But what I did was I not only did I focus on gratitude, but I wrote her a letter of why I was grateful for her 13 years of service with us. And I was very specific because even though I was hurt and had negative feelings, I was grateful. And so I just, anytime that I was feeling out of sorts about the situation and the debacle that I was in, I had to go back to gratitude and it helped me move forward. And now that role within the company is such, it's more streamlined and it's just, it was actually um, a positive thing that, you know, that there was turnover in that position because it allowed us to really streamline the functionality. But if I wouldn't have spent time on that gratitude, I could have really not been able to move my team forward. Yeah, I can believe so. So it, it is what allowed, so the research of it allows you to move forward and the practical example of how for you personally, it did allow you to move forward and, and find a better place for your team and for your company. I think so often we, you know, there's so many examples of that that we can all point to in our lives. And you made me think a little bit about, uh, uh, it was an interview with uh, Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, right? The TV show Mm -hmm. host, uh, where somebody had confronted him, not confronted even, they were just saying, and, and I think we've all thought this, right? Gosh, it had to be difficult to be your kids. I'll bet it was tough growing up with Mr. Rogers as your parent, right? Well, that's a, that's some pretty edge, edgy feedback to give Mr. Rogers. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> I would love for Mr. Rogers to be my dad. <laughs> and, you know, it was interesting because of the what he did with it. And I think, you know, he, he had to have worked. I don't know that he had the, the pause, pivot, positive possibility uh, method yet, but he had to have something like this because it's, you've recalled this to mind because he paused. You could tell he was thinking about And he said, Thank you. Wow. He said, I'll bet you're right. And I'm paraphrasing. I don't know that he used the words, I'll bet you're right, but he right. said- That does sound like him in, though. In, in essence, uh, you know, I bet you're right. It probably wasn't 
easy being my kids. And I appreciate you giving me that perspective. Exactly. Ah! (laughs) Yeah. I'm a bystander. This is the power of gratitude. I'm a bystander to that conversation decades after it happened, right? It was either an interview or I read it. I can't remember which. And the impact it can have. Like that's the power of gratitude that you're sharing with us today. It is. And, and I, and I do have compassion and empathy for people that are, you know, don't believe that it's possible. And to those people, just, you know, give it a shot. Just, it can be something as simple as I'm grateful that I had a warm meal today. So it doesn't have to be huge, right? We can just focus on very tangible, small things to get us started in, in a practice of gratitude. And the other thing is, is if you're having a bad day and you just, just, it's okay too. It's okay to feel what you're feeling. I want to make sure I say that because that is important. That's the next place I was going since you bring it up. And, and you, you captured this a moment ago, but I wanted to, to highlight it for everybody. As you said, with the individual who'd left after 13 years, I was grieving that I was losing her. I was sad that she was going. It did disappoint me she was leaving. And simultaneously, I was also grateful for all of her work and all the things she had done and contributed to the team. And it's okay to have all of those emotions and to honor all of those emotions. Gratitude doesn't mean we shut down everything else, does it? That's exactly right. And and I think that's one of the things as I've continued to mature and grow as a person is allowing myself to feel how I'm feeling. And that's where the pause comes in because you have to feel those feelings. You can't just sweep them under the rug. And sometimes it's going to take you a little, it's going to take you longer to move forward. And sometimes you'll move quickly. So I want to recognize that those feelings are so important, but it's how do, what tools do you have in your toolbox to get you to move forward? And gratitude's a big one, but there could be other things that help you shift maybe going for a walk playing with your kids listening to some music what can you do to move you know to really shift your your, the mood or the attitude that you're feeling in that moment shifting the perspective Mm -hmm. the the power of the some of those feelings and then acknowledging them sometimes is i am feeling that and that's sometimes all it takes to release the hold that they have wow many times even voicing it out loud, how you're feeling and acknowledging it allows you to move forward too. It can be that simple act of saying, hey, I'm having a bad day and telling somebody about it. Absolutely. It, it just somehow giving it voice saying, this is what I'm experiencing. Oh, okay. Now it's manageable and we can move through it. Yeah. Exactly. Powerful, powerful things. And so critical to your ability to lead you know, so, so much of leadership, like you've got your competencies, you know how to do the work you need to do and, and the benchmarks that need to be met and the KPIs you have to achieve, and you know how to do those things. But the human side of this and the first person that you have to lead is yourself. And so ultimately what I would say is that, Carrie, you have been giving us a number of different ways that we can lead ourselves with gratitude and then transmit that beyond ourselves to our team, to our leaders, to you know, the, the world around us, whether we're seeing them in person or remotely, gratitude translates. And I just want to thank you for sharing that with us. And let's tell people where they can find more about you, more about 
uh, your book and uh, give us your website, anywhere else that we should be connecting with you. And I will make sure and put all of this in the show notes as well. Okay. Well, you can go to actualizeconsulting.com. The books are available on Amazon, Culture Infusion and Gratitude Infusion. And I'm on LinkedIn as Carrie Wekelo. That's W-E-K-E-L-O. First name's Carrie, K-E-R-R-Y. Carrie, thanks again for being here. I am grateful for you taking the time. I know that you've got a tremendous amount of work to do. And so anytime we're able to have these conversations, uh, I'm definitely grateful that we're able to benefit from your wisdom, your experience, and the thought and energy that you've put into this, as well as the, the work that you have done with your organization and your team, building a culture that incorporates gratitude into its DNA that all of us can benefit from. Thank you. Thank you. So as you're listening, find a way today to incorporate gratitude. Carrie, last question. How can people start today? They're, they're not cynical. They're like, yes, I got to do this gratitude thing. And I want to be a, a massive person. I want to be like Carrie, but <laughs> I'm not yet. Where do I start? Start small. Just write down one thing that you're grateful for and do that for a week. And see how it feels. Write down one thing you're grateful for. Do that for a week. See how it feels. And you are on your way to being the leader you want your boss to be. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.